Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey. And the wisdom of God transcends, it lifts you over. Where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. Love is a manifestation of strength. The Holy Spirit produces nothing but strength in us. I want to show you. Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get on course. What's going on, family? It's your man Gerard Bonner of Bonner Fide Radio, and this is On Course with Heart Ramsey. And we call these sessions Heart to Heart. It's your opportunity to hear the heart of God from the man of God. We're talking to Pastor Heart Ramsey. Pastor Heart, how are you, sir? Doing well, Gerard. How are you doing? I am good. So I'm very anxious to talk to you about this because, you know, one of the subjects that seems to get a lot of play whenever we talk about it here is dealing with love and relationships. People (laughs) just, oh, they love, 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 love talking about love. And so I just had a two-year anniversary. You just had a one-year anniversary. Let's talk a little bit about lessons that we have learned (laughs) because. (laughs) <laughs> because I think people, they see you, you know, you, you you tweet all this great stuff. You've got the uplift. You've got the book and the podcast and wisdom just flows from you. Um, but people don't understand the challenges that go along with marriage, particularly those first couple of years. So here's my first question. What are three things that you've experienced that perhaps you weren't prepared for? Wow. Well, you know, first of all, this is a, this is a great topic. And <laughs> I'll say the first thing, and, and, and I want to make sure that I answer these probably before my, so my wife won't kill me. Right. But you know, the one of the first things that, that I experienced as a, uh, that was interesting is that my wife, um, she she has a certain way of thinking. There are things that are important to her that I did not recognize while we were dating. I mean, I'm talking okay. about very important to her. Like, like for example, she she's a nester. She's a um, my wife would love to like for example, every morning, I share this before, um, we share a single cup of coffee. Okay. And we pass it back and forth to each other as we discuss whatever the topic is for the day. Wow. That, anything that disrupts that, she's not happy. Oh wow. Because because there's certain things she's really she's really a, a a bonding type of person. Okay, that's the first thing. The second, th- the second thing that I learned in this in this first year of this marriage is that um, I was surprised at how many people were offended. Wow, with the fact that I got married. Wow, and then that's I don't want to go into detail with that. Well, I'm talking yeah. about, talking about there were people who I, I thought that when I say offended, they were offended from the perspective of um, that the, the, they kind of thought that maybe. They should have had a chance. Uh-huh. To, it's the weirdest thing. It's like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, and it was the what was weird about it is that I never even knew there was an interest. So that was oh, the, yeah. I learned that. Oh yeah. And and then I don't know. I'm gonna grab a third one. And and I'll say the third thing I probably learned was I, <laughs> that I, that that marriage is good, um, but you got to be ready for it. Yeah. <laughs> To be ready, yeah, <laughs> yeah, be ready for it because when, when once you get you know your space, the yes. space you're accustomed to, 
It's not yours anymore. Oh, it's not yours anymore. It's ours. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I had the funniest thing happen the other day. Uh, my wife said something, and I said to her something like, so when when do you think you'll take care of that? And she was like, you? What do you mean by <laughs> when do you? Don't you mean when do we? And I was like, oh, okay. When do we take care of it? And then later on, when it was something of hers, she's like, oh, no, this this here is mine. And that I was like, what? <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. But, th- but that's one of those things. And um, I, to your point, I think there are a lot of people, whether you are uh, married or getting married or getting married again, I think people it's, – it's almost like, um, you know, the human condition, when it is winter time, we want it to be summer. Yep. And when it becomes summertime, now it's too hot. We want it to be, you know, it seems as though we're in this perpetual space of never being satisfied. How do you get to a space where you go, well, before I do that, how long does it take for a single person to adjust to being married? I would say that that depends on the maturity. Okay. Because because the, the adjustment has to be – first of all, there has to be a mindset. The marriage mindset says that it's not just me anymore. Right. And and the best marriages, Gerard, um, come out of the understanding that I, I have to be concerned about the other person and the other person has to be concerned about me. Right. It, it's no longer me, look, me tr- trying to look out for myself. Marriage is two people walking together and um, – We've traded eyes, so to speak. That's good. Wow. You watch my back. I watch your back. I, you do for me. I do for you. Yeah. Uh, the strongest marriages happen when I, li- I love First Corinthians 7 when it says it uses one aspect of the marriage relationship. And it says the husband no, no longer has jurisdiction over his body. He's mm-hmm. turned that control over to his wife and vice versa. The wife have given control of her body to her husband. Right. And so, and so this this exchange that God has set it up in marriage. I heard John Gray say a while back that that marriage is God's attack on selfishness, and that's it's the God, truth. Yeah, God's assault on selfishness. You can't be married and selfish, or else you're going to be miserable. That's the truth. Um, and so, I, I really believe that the, the adjustment period has to do with with your understanding of marriage going in. People who get married before or without doing. Uh, premarital counseling are doing themselves a disservice. Right. There are things that they're, they're, they're hard topics you need to discuss before you go in. And even after that discussion, when you go into the marriage, you're still going to have to deal with it. You're never ready for it. It's, That's right. It's, it always comes down a different road or in a different way that you, than you expected. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. And one of the things that, that I've learned is, you know, you're not married until you're married. and and with that you have to learn how to be married you do you know talk because we we both have been in in this particular position i think sometimes people think that marriage is like a job Mm. you know like in other words if i was let's say if if i was a a a producer in one area and I go to – let's say I produce for one label and now another label signs me, so I'm going to go produce for the – you almost – people think that you can just pick up that skill set and set it over there and right. it will automatically work. But 
I'm finding that's not the case. Talk to people who going into marriage think that they're ready and then they get the rude awakening in year one. Well, you know, the, the thing is that, that your your mentality about marriage has to be the one of adaptation. Oh, that's good. Um, you you actually adapt to your mate. Mm-hmm. Really, really, if you were to pick a definition of marriage that is general, the best definition, some people say a partnership, mm, probably so. Other people call it a, a covenant, and it is. Mm-hmm. But really, what, what marriage really is, is a friendship. Ooh. You will find that that people who who can have good friendships will make good mates. That's the truth. I don't think you could be you're more you're more valuable to your, your mate when when you understand the friendship factor of marriage. Right. You know, um, and, and we talk about love, you know, uh, friends, the word friend from from the word philos, uh, it, it's a part of love of um. It's a different kind of love, but it's, it's a love where it's a, I call it the love of reflection, where I see me in you or you in me. You know, it's, 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 it's that kind of love where um, um, we see each other. We see ourselves in each other. Yeah. If you if you're a good friend, if you, if, if you build your marriage upon, uh, upon friendship and you believe in being loyal in a friendship, mm-hmm. it makes marriage so much easier because even after you argue. Even after you argue, good friends find a way to, to work out the differences and right. get back on 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 our track. Right. And and good friends understand that our, an argument does not mean that the, the um the friendship is over. Right. It just means that we disagree. We didn't see eye to eye. Right. 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 Wow. That that that's really good. And you're right. I I know that with my wife and I, the 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 foundation of friendship has really proven to be so beneficial. You know, because to your point, if we have an argument, we have found that okay, we don't stay mad long because that's my friend. Right. And right. I like being in their company. So I kind of have to figure out how we're going to work this out. Um, so we had, uh, my wife and I had this moment and um, it was a moment in an argument and I kind of looked at it as the moment that really turned the corner for us. It was a moment where we were arguing and it was an early argument. It was a three day argument. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, finally, you know, I'm the talker and I want, I want to talk it out. And so, and so we're sitting there. And you'll laugh at this. We're sitting there and she said something that blew my mind. We're in this argument and she says in the middle of the argument, she's like, you know, I think we're fighting the wrong person because you're not my enemy. Well, and and I tried to be hard, like I'm mad at you. But inside I was like, yo, that's really good. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh, that's so good. And 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 that moment changed the way that we talk to each other i mean it's never been the same so i'm curious what is kind of has there been that turning point for you where you go that's the moment where we changed how we related to each other yeah and i, and I think it's, it's normally these turning points come at either at the end of or in the middle of what we call high volume exchanges. Yes. Intense In moments. Intense, yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I, I think for me is there was a point where, where um, she was trying to get a point across to me and I was trying to explain to her. This is funny because, you know, she, she's, she, you know, people ask me what she, what, uh, 
What is her position in the church? Well, she's not. She doesn't have a position in the church. She's my wife. I didn't. Right. You know, I believe a first lady belongs to the church, and a wife belongs to the husband. Right. So, so she's my wife, and I love her. And so, um, we were having this this exchange, and I, I really was trying to make my point to her and show her. Well, in my world of of of, of leadership, it, where people know me, I, I actually have a high profile. I said, um. You have to do it this way. And she was trying to communicate a point. And, and it was a moment in this exchange, Gerard, where I realized that I had all these people that, 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 um, that actually were around me for different things. And she didn't. Mm. It, 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 it was like our, our time together, our, our relationship was a major part of her life. But for me, um, because I've, I've been so connected to so many people from so many different things, right. I, it was almost as if um, I was I was distributing myself to everyone, including her. But for her, it, it, it was I was it. Right. Wow. She has friends, but she had cleared her world out to make me the main thing. But I hadn't really done that. Wow. And so in that moment, I had to make some adjustments in the way I approach not just um, life, but ministry. Right. I had to make some adjustments. I had to make sure, okay, the church, thank God for the church, and the, but I got to make sure my wife is good. I got to make sure she's, and so uh, I started making her a priority. And, and uh, regardless of who had a pro, who has a problem with the fact that she is my wife, she's mm-hmm. my wife. And, and, and listen, and we come as a package. If you right. don't... You can't pick. You can't say I like you, but I don't like her. It doesn't work like that. Right. You don't. Get the, no. You, you listen. Um, we come. We come uh, as a pair. That's right. You know. You can't. You can't buy one off the shelf. It, it doesn't work like that. Right. And, and for uh, for me, that was a turning point in our relationship where I realized that, and this is good for a lot of couples, is that you need each other for emotional support, for moral support, yeah. for different types of support. I mean, don't. Don't put that off on someone else. You take responsibility for you being there for your mate. And and I learned that lesson in that moment of, of, of uh, you know, we accuse each uh, each other of different things. I was saying, well, you're being immature. You're not, mm-hmm. you're not listening. Right. But what she was doing was trying to communicate to me, hey, I need you to, to, to make this adjustment so we can have a fighting chance. And that, that was the turning point. Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Pick up the new release from Stellar Award nominees Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story, featuring the lead single, It Is So. Pick up the chart-topping release from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story, in stores now and available at all digital outlets. Have you subscribed to Hart Ramsey's Uplift? It's his national text message service where daily you get to hear from the heart of God through the man of God, Hart Ramsey. To subscribe, simply text the word Uplift to the number 46786. Once again, text the word Uplift to the number 46786 and daily you'll receive a text message designed to uplift your spirit, encourage your heart, and empower your walk. Subscribe today to Heart Ramsey's Uplift. Amen. Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Heart Ramsey. That is really, really good. I'm, I'm loving this because I think this is a topic that people don't talk enough about. 
uh, and they only seem to talk about when uh, the relationship is going sour instead right. of talking about how we work this and fix this while it is still a li- living and breathing organism. I found one thing, and, and I'm intrigued on, on your end. Uh, old school, very old school, you know, uh, certainly with my grandfather, uh, there was this whole mentality of, you know, the man is the man, and you do what <laughs> the man says, and all that kind of stuff, which obviously doesn't work. Um, nope. But... What's interesting because you and I are, are very similar in this in the fact that we do deal with a lot of people in our in our spheres. And right. so uh, that can have an interesting impact on the relationship. Talk about the role that men have in terms of being willing to make changes because often, you know, we think it's the other person that has to make the change and sometimes, most times it's usually us. Right. You know, one of the things that I think is important is um, we each, especially coming into marriage at the age that, that I was married uh, or that you are married. Um, I want to say it's not that we're old, but we, we, we're certainly not um, kids. Mm-hmm. And so we have, we have lived some life. We have some right. life under, under the bridge. And so um, and, and then our wives, the same thing. So that we come in with this baggage and, and we all have it. It's emotional. It's mental. It's it's uh, it's precedent. You know, we come with this. We bring this to the table. And I think what has to happen is um, the roles uh, at first we have to we have to kind of hear each other's heart, because sometimes what what the wife may be asking for may appear unrealistic. Mm-hmm. It may appear unrealistic. And, 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 and sometimes what it may be is is that she's gone from her experience. Right. And and um and although you may not be vulnerable in the area that that um her, her, the person that she knew before was, you, sometimes we have to make an adjustment just to make her comfortable. Right. And then oh. the, then the, then we have to be wise enough to know when at times where we make the adjustment with the intent of helping her find security in that area. You see what I'm saying? Oh, like yeah. like we we're quick to say, "Well, you're just insecure." Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, well, instead of instead of using it as an as an indictment, let's use it as an observation. We may not have to always articulate it, but we we notice there's an insecurity there. So what we do is instead of becoming the enemy, what we become is 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 the is the helper. Right. We, if she's insecure in the area, then my job is to secure her. Right. And so, and so I will make the adjustment, and as I make the adjustment. My goal is is to help is to help adjust her and make her secure in, in this area so that so that now I don't have to be limited as much anymore. But I find, for example, I'll give you a good example. Um, I, I have a lot of people that I work with I, right. a lot musically, right. ministry. I have a lot of people I work with. Right. And so um, what I found was people reaching out to me say, hey, how are you doing, Pastor? How are you doing, Hart? How are you doing, Dr. Ramsey? On mm-hmm. different levels. And my wife didn't know them. Okay. And so what I find myself doing is sometimes I carry on the conversation with them. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to them and I forget that I, I've never introduced her. Right. Um, some, of my, some, some of our friends, what they would do is they would say, well, they'll say, wait a minute. Uh, I know you. Let me talk to her. And they, what they'll do is they'll kind of preempt our little conversation or greeting, whatever, to introduce themselves. And, yeah. and to maybe more mindful. OK, you know what? I got to be more mindful of this. Mm. So what I do now is this. I would I would dial back on a relationship until 
um, if, especially if it's of the opposite sex, until my wife gets to know the person. Right. And in some situations, I go, you know what? This person right here is a person I knew. Um, uh, I don't, I don't know that this relationship should be continued. It wasn't mm-hmm. that it was illicit or anything like that. It's just right. that I don't know that it was. I don't, I don't know what it was. I mean, we just knew each other. Hey, how you doing? We, we worked together, whatever. Right. And so I have to make sure that she feels secure in this area. Yeah. You know, and, and, and the same way with her. I mean, she she would do the same thing with me. And then we have these friends that have been we, we, we've been known for a long time, mm-hmm. and and it's it's incumbent upon us to kind of um to pull our mates into the into our relationship and say, hey, this is so and so. This is how we made this, and and kind of give them a chance to see what, that that this is a healthy, holistic relationship. There's nothing creepy. Yes. To the table here, we're good. And if the person is is if their intentions are right, they they will uh develop the relationship with with us right and, and not get freaked out that i'm trying to bring this uh, my mate into the thing it makes right. sense to you oh that makes perfect sense that makes perfect sense and, and i think that again the challenge going back to something you said before when we were talking about our space our space isn't our space anymore and nope. that also falls into the realm of relationships too you yep. know, and that's that that can be tricky sometimes because, you know, both parties come in with relationships uh, and friendships and things like that that happened before, you know, we got married. But you're right. right it, it, for both parties to feel secure, it can't be that these relationships are outside of right. the realm of the marriage because it, it creates unnecessary distrust. Right. And listen, listen, there's something I think that's worth saying. Um, I was just sharing this with someone just recently, is that men have to understand that women process love through the lens of security. Right. That's how they process love. They, they need to be secure. They, mm-hmm. they, need, they have to feel secure to feel loved. And for men, we have to feel respected to feel loved. Right. That's good. And I think if, if you're listening to this podcast, it's important that you, I want to say this again, um, Instinctively, on 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 a, on a primal level, women process love through the lens of security. They, they have to fit. They feel love when they when they're secure yeah. in every way. Yeah, a man feels love when he's respected. And and people, believe it or not, some uh, and and I think there are adults listening to this. Um, many people don't realize that your libido, your sexual drive, is mm-hmm. tied to these two things. Yeah, that makes for, sense. For for a woman. A woman will, will feel more inclined to, to be intimate with her husband when she feels secure, when, when, when the bills are paid, when, right, when right. She knows she's the only one. <laughs> um, a man will, 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 be, will be a better performer. I use the term performer. Mm-hmm. Uh, his libido is more, is more stimulated when he feels respected. When, yeah. I, mean, you, I mean, that's what we call emasculation. When a woman disrespects a man, you can't talk down to him and then tell him to perform. It doesn't right. work like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I felt the need to to go there with this because some people don't understand it. And then, then there's the women that go, well, "I'm a, just I'm just a strong woman. My mother was a strong woman. Mm-hmm. My grandmother was a strong woman. So I just need a strong man." The problem with that is if you use your tongue to to disrespect and dishonor him, I don't care how strong he is, you're gonna tear him down. Right. If, now, if what you want is a callous man, there's a lot of them out there. Yes. But they don't have the capability of giving you the love you need to make you secure. Yeah. So you, in either way, you're going to be damaged. The best thing to do is to, is is if you can't respect him, then he probably is not for you. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. That's, that's the best way to put that. That's very important. Let me ask this one question because one of the things that I see and I hear in a lot of marriages is this idea, the idea that one person feels like they're carrying all the weight. Whether the weight is emotional, whether the weight is spiritual, this idea that, you know, I am uh, caring more for the needs of my spouse than the spouse is caring for my needs. How do you address and what do you say to that person who then feels like, okay, I'm going to stop so that they see, you know, what's lacking and that'll cause them to give me what I need? Well, I think that's the, that's the wrong mentality to to, uh, to decide I'm going to stop. Mm-hmm. It's a rule. Whoever gets there first has to wait for the other one or or to do whatever it takes to help the other one get there. Wow. And that and that works in every part of marriage, from the kitchen to the bed. I mean, yeah, come on, that's <laughs> true. So, so I think I think that in in in, in um, for all intents and purposes, it's important to mention that 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 we don't get we don't never we never arrive at the same place together, even as a couple. Someone will get the revelation first, and whoever gets the revelation first has to pray for the other one to get it. That's the way it works. Wow. Now, I want to I want to add another caveat or understanding to this is that it's a lot of times in in, in the church, especially people say, "Well, you know, why does the church have such a high divorce rate?" I can tell you why. Mm-hmm. You say, "Well, our divorce rate is higher than the world," and here's why: because the world doesn't believe that you have to be married to have sex. So they will have sex. Right. But in church, if we want to be holy, then we realize we can't just be, you know, we just can't have sex. So what they'll do is a person will, based on their need, based on their desire, I should say, for for physical intimacy, mm-hmm. they will bypass every warning sign and enter into an ill-advised situation. Right. And they'll make a covenant with a person that doesn't, that's not even compatible with them. It, and I'm trying to say compatible. This person has nothing that they need. And that was important. Listen, I'm telling you this right now. There's some things that there's some qualities that you admire. Mm-hmm. And don't 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 ignore those just just to, for rolling the sack, right. a legal rolling the sack. Don't do that. Right. Because eventually I'm going to tell you something. Um, there are some people. And then the, the argument is, well, you know, around the world, the traditional way for marriage for most of the world is arranged marriages. And, and people just learn to love. Well, yeah, that's true. But you have to understand those people have been programmed. Right. They have no expectation. Right. But the expectation, whatever they, the expectation is, they communicate it to their parents. Right. And whoever, or whoever is arranging the marriage. And that becomes, so, but, but for us, we live in this uh, free society where we have our own expectations. Um, we got to be careful if, if, to choose properly. Yeah. To choose based on what, to, and, and it's not a quick process. No, I mean because you have to make sure that you have to make sure that, that the person that you're going to make the covenant with is the person you want. Not just, listen, <laughs> not the person you settle for. Right. You know, dust settles. People shouldn't settle. Wow. Oh, you know? that's good. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Cool. You, you know, and 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 before we go, what's so intriguing to me is. The why behind the what? 
you know, like why we make choices to get married and who we pick and why we pick them. I found for me and and it's actually been one of the things that I go back to on a regular basis is, you know, talking to God and saying, hey, look, no, for real, who 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 am I supposed to marry? Because um, I don't want to screw this up again. Right. So, so I really, and, and, and I think everybody knows the basis of their choice. You know, um, I made my choice and and I know that I made my choice more so from a spiritual perspective and a forward looking perspective than what looks good today. You know, um, so how does a person get to that point where they can make that kind of decision because there's always going to be a time inside the confines of the marriage where you go, did I make the right choice? You know, so how how does a person get to that point where they're making the choice from a healthy perspective? You know, I think it's a con that's a conversation Mm. who who you're supposed to be with or not. And I don't want to use the term supposed to be with. Right. Um, but who you're going to be with is a conversation that should be ongoing between you and the Lord. Right. God is the He's a Father. I remember when my I remember my daughter um um told me that she thought that she she basically had gotten to the point. One of my daughters she said, "Dad, if he proposes, I'm going to say yes." Hmm. And she kind of knew because she she kind of. Okay, he has the qualities that that I would want to spend the rest of my life with, and she had kind of dated him for a while, and and so ultimately he proposed, and and when he proposed, she said yes, and I and as a father, I was comfortable, but I had prayed from the moment she mentioned that he mm-hmm. might be the one. Mm-hmm. From that time to the time they got married was two years. Okay, I prayed every single day for him, but yeah. what he, what he didn't know was I didn't just start praying for him. I started praying for him. I started praying specifically for him then, but I was praying for him generally right. for her entire life. Wow. I was praying that she married the right person, the person that would help her fulfill the purpose of God on the earth. I was praying for her. And I think people should begin the conversation with God now. Not I, well, I don't, There's no one serious in my life. Start praying now. Right. And even after that, you will still have to work through the details of the two becoming one yes. because you won't raise in the same household. You don't have the same values. Most times you don't have the same desires. There has to be a merging, a melding, a coming together. Mm-hmm. And it t- it's a process. It takes time. And, and we become better at it. Yes. We become better at it. Man, I, let me tell you something. When I tell you, um, I love my wife. I mean, I, I love, I love uh, what I love about her. I love the way she processes. I love the way she handles things. I, I love watching her get herself together to, to go out. I love, I love when she comes and say, I, um, um, this is a dress down day for me. I'm not getting dressed up. And she's still beautiful. Right. I, I love I love the fact that, that she knows how to laugh. I know how to make her laugh. I, um, when she starts laughing, she doesn't sometimes she doesn't stop. I mean, she can laugh about something for a long time. And, and it takes a lot. And th- this is a, one of the things I love about her. We have different senses of humor. So I, I have I like certain type of humor. I'll take her to see office party, for example. Okay. And and, and we sat through the entire movie. And she found none of it funny. <laughs> and so in, in, in addition to me laughing at what was happening on the screen, I'm laughing at her because she's not getting it. Right. But the same thing works for me. She she likes certain uh, um, um, 
black comedies that I don't get the humor in yeah, it. Yeah. And it's funny to her. And, and, and so she's tickled that I'm not laughing. It doesn't have to be that we always on the same sheet of music. It's, it's that sometimes we should get joy out of seeing um, my mate enjoying something that they enjoy. She can dance. I cannot dance. And it tickles her that I have two left feet. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You, it's, instead of fighting about things, let's get joy out of it. Like we had a uh, for one of my birthdays, we, we went to the Virgin Islands, and my, my friend set up this big um, yacht cruise, and we went to yacht, and she was sick as a dog. She probably threw up 25 times. Oh wow! But let me tell you what happened. Instinctively, I started taking care of her and 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 seeing to her. And there were people were coming up to us saying, "Wow!" Mm-hmm. It's, they were saying, "Man, the way you love her is just." In, inspiring to me, yeah. uh, older cats were telling me this. The wives, we were in St. Lucia on an arm, and she has motion sickness real bad. And we were uh, traveling to this volcano place, and we had to stop the van several times because she was getting car sick. Oh, wow. And just the way I took care of her, and one time th- um, she told me, She said, I, don't, I can't ride anymore, I, I, I'm too sick. And we, I told them to go ahead. Mm. And I stayed there with her till they went and bought her some drum mean and came back. And I, was, I refused to leave her. She was yeah. like, No, you go by. I said, No, I'm not leaving you. Right. Right. And and and, and to, to people that was so amazing to see that, but it it, it I was it wasn't planned, it wasn't contrived. This right. it's just it's just we're one we, man. That's my ride or die, man. This, that's right. You know, and I think you have to grow to that. You have to choose that. Yeah, it it is growth, and it is absolutely a choice. You know, when you yeah. start realizing that no, we're a team. You know, we're not. It's not me versus you. It's not. Right. You know, this is my. No, this is ours, and we're building together. And it makes all the difference in the world. I hope you guys have enjoyed this conversation because to me, this is absolute gold. And I know you can replay it over and over and over again to give you some insight, whether you are married and trying to figure out how we make some of this stuff work out. Or if you are looking at marriage or want to be married, these are some things to really consider uh, as we look at love and lessons from the first and second and third and all those types of years. They're really, really important. We want to know the lessons that you've learned from today's session. So hit us up via social media. Use the hashtag heart to heart. That's H-A-R-T, the number two, H-E-A-R-T. And we definitely want to read those and we'll respond to some of them as well. Until next time, this is On Course with Heart Ramsey. Thank you.